Welcome. You're listening to Funeral 614, where we explain the fun in funerals. Factual, useful, and noteworthy information. I am your host, Lori Diaz, the funeral chick. And today's co-host is... Arthur Davis, the funeral guy. I decided to do a podcast because I've been in the funeral industry since 2007. And I have such a passion for serving people. This podcast will showcase others who share that same passion in the industry so that they can share lessons learned as we continue to make a lasting impact. The funeral business is changing. Would you say that, Art? Absolutely. And consumers are changing it for us. They are driving the change, just like in any industry. They want to see the value in funeral service. And our job as professionals is to deliver. There is a funeral joke that says we put the fun in funeral. And so in this podcast, we intend to show the fun. I'm often told that I don't act like a funeral director. I do not know what a funeral director is supposed to act like. For me, I believe in bringing my my authentic self to this industry. And so, yes, I'm a funeral director with blue hair. Yes, blue professional <laughs> hair. I am uh, from Huntsburg, Ohio. Um, everyone always asks, where is Huntsville, Ohio? <laughs> Huntsburg, Ohio is about 45 minutes east of Cleveland in Geauga County. I graduated from Berkshire High School, go Badgers, and I came to the Ohio State University, OH. IO. All right. Got, got some true fans here. When I, where I majored in communication and a minor in sociology. I have a master's degree in business administration and a master's in project management. I've worked at several local firms in the 614 before opening Affinity Memorial Chapel, the finest in service, in December of 2017. I'm a licensed funeral director in the state of Ohio, and I hold a life insurance license. I'm married to the talented and tech-savvy husband of 21 years. And I have two adult children. My motto is, uh, in the funeral industry, is to serve well. And I have coined that phrase, and I live by it daily. That is enough about me. How about you all learn about my my awesome co-host for the day, Art? Uh, so I am Art Davis. Uh, I'm a client care consultant at Affinity Memorial Chapel. Uh, so uh, I do... Uh, anything from work services, uh, help prepare, uh, you know, and dress uh, your loved ones. Uh, I assist with picking them up from homes. Um, anything that, you know, family or Lori may need me to do, uh, that is what I do there. Uh, I am associate minister at Mount Nebo Baptist Church here in Columbus. Uh, Reverend Charles A. Williams is our pastor. Uh, I am a husband. Uh, I am a father of six. Six. Yes, uh, six. Drop those ages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they are ages 12, 10, 6, 3, 2, and 9 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three boys, three girls. Um, so I do not sleep. Um, so I'm like a superhero. Uh, I have been in the funeral industry since December 2017 when Affinity opened. Uh, I am... Originally from the 614, uh, born and raised. Uh, I'm a graduate of Marion Franklin High School. Red Devils, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that is 
that's me in a nutshell. All right. So what um, do you think, Art, that we can have fun in this industry? Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm naturally funny. Uh, so everything <laughs> I do is fun. Naturally funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so our staff, we laugh, joke. Uh, you know, we have a ball. Our families are amazing. They tell us the funniest stories uh, I've ever heard in meeting rooms. Uh, when I get a pleasure of of sitting in in the back corner, um, you hear the craziest things. Listen, the funniest thing in the funeral industry, I think, is uh, people standing up for remarks. You hear the best stories you will ever hear <laughs> in <best>. your life. <laughs> The craziest stories, and sometimes you just have to put your head in your lap and hope no one hears you laughing. Uh, so, yeah, so I have a lot of fun working in funerals. I think um, I think we also can have fun um, in this industry. Uh, what we do is, is certainly not fun, and we don't, um, you know, we're not um, making fun of the situation, but I think laughter, I think really helps to heal. And and so oftentimes in an arrangement room, you hear laughter while we're making arrangements and people often comment about the ease of the arrangement session and how we have made them feel comfortable. Um, And uh, just the other day on our Facebook page, a family said, Lori, we've been looking for other people to refer to the funeral home, but that would mean that they would have to die. (laughs) We're like, we really like her. And and so they were trying to figure out how they could refer people to the business. I thought that was really cute and funny. And so um, there are instances where we can have um, fun in the industry. And so I, I appreciate that about our industry and that also can uh can be a catalyst also for ministry opportunities as well absolutely why do you think what do you think um art is the most rewarding thing in this industry what do you think oh so for me the most rewarding thing is um Two things. So I, I have two things that I really love uh, from the industry. Uh, the first thing that I love uh, and feels the most rewarding uh, is family's private viewing time and their initial reaction and first seeing their loved one. Um, so, you know, most of the yeah. time, you know, people are, you know, it's a sense of relief, you know, that they're recognizable, you know, that, uh, you know, they're happy with the, with the firm's work. Um, you know, and just that, you know, being able to be there to help comfort them. But but that reaction is very rewarding to me, um, you know, and, and knowing that, you know, no matter what we had to do to get to that point, you know, how, you know, we may have had to run around or anything like that, that, you know, that bringing them that comfort seems to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, families recognizing me afterwards is very rewarding to me, you know, whether I'm in the store or, uh, you know, um, it's the funeral guy. Yeah, and anything like that. Or one time I was at bingo with my grandmother and uh, a lady who we had uh, serviced, um, you know, she was like, you did my daughter's service and I, I won't forget you guys. You were amazing. Um, you know, and that that was very rewarding to me. So though those instances and when I remember, you know, the, fa- the families and seeing people out in um, at a service, I, I saw another guy who we had done his wife's service and told him the story of him and his wife. And he was like, I can't believe you remember. Absolutely, I do. Uh, so so those things are most rewarding to that's me. A, that's awesome. What do you feel like 
is the most challenging thing as an employee because um, I think sometimes maybe working for an employer can be <laughs> can be difficult, and I am the employer, <laughs> so I do understand, and so you're allowed to f- speak freely here. What do you feel might be a challenge as an employee? Um, I think the the most challenging thing with working for my employer, whom I love, uh, who is absolutely amazing, um, but she is a perfectionist. Uh, um, so we have turned it into a running joke, uh, but really it is like get every detail down perfect. Um, she tells me um, the the joke aspect of it is your funeral director. I wasn't on today. <laughs> Uh, so that means I missed something. It could be very small. No one else in the world would see it, but Lori sees it. Um, you know, it. so it brings about a sense of excellence and perfection, which of course is good. Uh, but in your busy rushing time can be, can be very, um, you know, frustrating. Uh, so that that has been, you know, a challenge, but also rewarding as well, because <laughs> when nothing gets changed, when Lori comes, I feel like I am on top of the world. <laughs> am I that bad? Am I really that bad? No, 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 uh, no, you're perfect. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what um, I think. Do you think that I, I think our um, funeral home is blessed because most of the staff members that work at Affinity, I think I've done a service for them in some capacity. Do you Absolutely. think that's good? or? I, I think that's good because I, I think it gives us both perspectives. You know, so, so meeting you as you being the funeral director when someone in my family passed, um, I didn't see all the behind the scenes work that went into it. You know, I felt the comfort in the meeting room. You know, we laughed, we joked, you know, I came into the chapel and saw my loved one. It was perfect. The service flowed smoothly the first time. <laughs> it, it, it flowed very smoothly, you know, so I saw the finished product and I think that perspective helps me to be a better employee because I know what type work you produce. So I, I flow better because I know that rewarding part on the family's end is well worth it. Cause I remember how I felt then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, that, um, you know, is, it, it means the world to me. Uh, so what, what is it that made you get into funerals in the first place? It, it's so, I don't know anybody who just wakes up and says, I want to do funerals. No, I, no, <laughs> unless you grow, unless you grow up in the business, but I am a, a, a first generation owner. So I didn't have anybody in the industry. I was uh, working on my master's degree um, and I went to DeVry. And so one of the classes was a small entrepreneurship class. And so taking the class they had us research a small business. So the, the professor, you know, he passed out the sheet of paper and on the paper had examples of small businesses. And so on there was funeral home. And I'm thinking to myself, being funny, <laughs> fun and funeral. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to research the funeral home. It, you know, it can't, oh, it can't be that, it's not going to be that hard. It, it should be pretty easy. What I found was with researching it, I was like, man, 
this is when I started looking at the qualifications of what a funeral director was. I just started thinking about my own self and my own um, journey. And it just kind of like, it was like, what did, what they say? Well, knowledge meets purpose or something like that. So it was like, my that was my purpose. I didn't know it was my purpose until I got the knowledge that it even existed. Because up until that time, I hadn't had anyone pass in my family to be able to really, right? you know, put a, oh, is that what they do? <laughs> and so I um, tried to reach out to local funeral homes in the area to say, hey, can I get information about your business? And that's when I really realized it is so, so closed and so you ain't getting in here. <laughs> We're not telling you anything. And I was just trying to write a paper. Right. <laughs> and so I was pressed for time. And so I found one funeral home owner that the guy said, you know, sure, come in. He sat down. He talked to me about the love of the industry. He, you know, showed me around his parlor. And I was just like, wow, you know. And it was it was just like that was the lasting impression of of he had he had done it for many, many years. He had a daughter in the business. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And so I had told myself that I wasn't going to, um, I didn't want to work serving an apprenticeship because I'm like, apprentice, when you're an apprentice, <laughs> nobody's going to pay you. And at that time, I had a small family, you know, right. small kids and husband, and it was a two income house. And so I was like, I don't know if this is going to be something that I'm able to do. But as it worked out, I was able to work somewhere where I was able to be compensated to be an apprentice. And it just worked out to be an amazing relationship. He uh, turned out to be the ultimate mentor. He's the reason why I have the license in the first place. And so that is how I kind of got into the business. And um, I was blessed to work at several different other firms in the 614. And that also sparked more love and admiration for the business. And so um, to finally culminate and have your own actual baby per se birthed your own child another child um was really um exciting and so that's kind of what I am excited about also with this podcast it's like it's like another another baby birth and and so I think it's just an opportunity for me to really talk about what I love to do and so I tell people all the time even when I post on Facebook I really love funeral service people think I'm really absolutely nuts but I really love what I do and I'm excited to, to talk about it and share it now, what what do you love the most about funeral service? I think what I love the most is families. And so they are, um, it's something about when a person passes with families that are really close-knit. If you watch, the, the families that are like really, really tight and they are, they, their bond is just, it's just amazing to see. They're just, all, you know, it's like everybody has everybody's back. They're going to work together to get it done. Um, they're sad about the person passing, but they have the, the best stories because they've they've had a great, right. you know, upbringing or a good, um, they've enjoyed the time that they've had together. Now, there's some, some families that don't have that close-knit and there's some challenges um, that come with that. But what I love is just, being able to assist them in that process of being able to say, see you later to their loved one. So for them to come in, like you say, where you're, you're holding your breath when they walk in the room and they're going to go over there to the casket and you're like, <gasps> and then they're like, Oh, he's smiling. You're like, Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> it's like, I get, yeah. It's like, 
I was watching this documentary one time and it was saying, the funeral director was saying that he always gets nervous on every service. And I'm like, that is me still to a T. I'll be sitting there like, why am I so nervous? What is the problem? And so I I think it's because you just, you want it to be right for that person because I kind of put it on the same uh, wavelength of maybe a wedding. For to me, it's like, you don't get that opportunity to do it over. So it has to be right. So I think that that's why I stress it has to be right because you don't get that opportunity. So. Yeah. Okay. Now I better understand. <laughs> See? Now, now I better understand. Now this we podcast is going to help us yes, work together. It, yes. Better. Like, okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. So I've discussed my biggest challenge as the employee. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest challenge as the owner? I think the biggest challenge as the owner is being able to recognize, at least for me, is that I can't do it all. I can't do it all. And so for me, I've even um, shared with my husband this year, I really am trying to put things in place and people in place so that I can work on focus growing the business and, and, you know, being out and telling people that affinity exists. We've been open two years and we have, we've served families, but there are still families that come on a service. They're like, who, how long you been open? (laughs) Who are you? And so I think that, I mean, it's going to take time for uh, Affinity to kind of be, a, you know, a, a, household a household name. But I think that um, me recognizing that I can't do it all and that I don't know it all and that I have an amazing staff that I can be like, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? And trusting that they can do X, Y, and Z. And so I don't really have that f- that fear of letting go. It's just a matter of, of being able to kind of, um, you know, when you... when. I, I learned this with my first child. The first child, when I had the first child, nobody could hold her. You had to wash your hands. You had to sanitize. And so affinity is kind of like that. So I've kind of like, now that we've gotten a couple years in, I kind of feel like you don't have to sanitize your hands. It's it's okay. Come on. Just wipe them off. Yeah, you you can hold her. And so I think that I kind of have a real, uh, you know, been able to relax a little bit because, I mean, in, in our industry, it's it really is kind of difficult um, because it only takes one service for you. Word of mouth is critical right. in the 614 <laughs> in any area code. And so I think you have to be able to uh, relate to the people that you serve. You have to be relevant. You have to be compassionate. You have to be authentic, respectful empathetic, sympathetic, <laughs> cares model. Um, you have to just be able to care for people. And so um, that has been the, the the greatest challenge is to recognize that I can't do it all. Okay. Okay, you don't have no more questions. Nope, well, I, I okay, that's good. We just wanted this to be like the first intro show, but we really are excited about what's coming up um, in the months to come. I have a lot of people who I have considered uh, to be mentors in this industry. I would not be uh, who I am, the director that I am, without um, the influences of certain people. Some people are uh, uh, unofficial mentors. I've just kind of coined them, hey, you're my mentor. And they're looking at me like, what? (laughs) And so this month coming up is January's National Mentoring Month. And so throughout um, this month, we are going to talk to several people who are mentors for me. And that's exciting because the podcast is actually going to go mobile. We're actually going to meet them on site and have a session, nice. like a mentoring session. I'm so excited about it. I'm really so, 
I'm, I'm excited. And so um, throughout the year, we have a variety of topics that we're going to talk to um, uh, podcast listeners about if they have questions or suggestions of other topics that they would like to hear on the show. Um, you're welcome to email us at funerals614 at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Funerals614. Um, in January, again, we're going to talk about mentoring and pre-planning. In February, we're talking about loving your loved ones. Um, I call it securing the bag, so you'll find out about what that is. Um, it also is National Donor Day, so we're going to talk about, um, you know, the myths of donation and what happens when a person becomes a donor because a lot of times there's, um, you know, some some hesitancy with that. I think a lot of misconception there. Yeah, so we're going to um, hopefully be able to kind of clear up some stuff with that. We also, um, of course, I want to talk about 10 fun facts <laughs> about the industry that people might not um, know. I'm excited about sharing that. In March, March is it's typically a women's uh, focus month. So, of course, we're going to focus on women. I'm a, I'm a woman owner. But there are some fly funeral chicks in this industry across the country. I've met a lot of friends. I've actually even started a group called Funeral Chicks on Facebook. Um, we, we're not as active as we used to be, but we're about to start that back up. And so um, I'm going to talk to some of the women in that group about what they do because there are some pretty dope female embalmers. And so we're going to have some of them on the show to kind of talk about what they do and some, you know, some challenges that they have as women in the industry. Because this um, used to be a male dominated um, organization or industry. And so now women are just, you know, we just. Yeah, I know you mentioned families uh, bringing change. I I think a lot of change is more women becoming in the industry as well. Mm -hmm. Men, you know, we tend to kind of stick to what we know. Women Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. kind of trendy and. Nope, we're going to do something different. Yeah, and in March, we're also going to talk about creating a resource list. I find that families don't know what it is that they need to know, and so we're going to help people create a resource list and talk about what it is that they need to have in their arsenal, what they need to know. A lot of times we shy away from talking about funeral service, but we really want it to be fun, factual, useful, noteworthy information that we're sharing on the podcast. And so we thank you for tuning in. We appreciate our audience. Um, Please make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Store, or wherever you consume podcasts. If you feel so inclined, leave us a comment. Share this in your circle of influence. We really appreciate you listening. Um, We'll talk to you the next time. Make it a great day.